0: Pamela Nelson with the Grounding and Growing Leadership podcast powered by Align, and this is episode number five. If the pandemic shone a light on anything, it was that healthy leadership matters more than we even realized. Embracing the practices of grounding and growing helps us take seriously the impact we are having on others as leaders. In today's episode, Tara Grunov and I talk about the four core practices of grounded leadership, You know what? They're as simple as ABCD. Listen to our podcast this week as we unpack each practice of what a grounded leader is. Welcome to the Grounding and Growing Leadership Podcast, where everyone
1: is a leader and leadership starts with you. I'm Tara. And I'm Pamela. Thank you for listening and inviting us along on your leadership journey. There are more leadership programs available in the world (laughs) and in the corporate space or in the company or in the business space or in the faith-based space than we could name. Yeah. And we've been through a few of them ourselves.
0: We have, and for the season that that I think we were in of growth and just where the world was at, that it was really effective. What I think is really unique about Grounded Leadership is that this was developed really during the season of, of a global pandemic, of a season where we recognize that our greatest resources really are people and taking care of people as whole humans, those that come up and work for us, but they can't be creative that they can't be fully engaged if they are not seen, heard, and valued. Yes. And grounded leadership being developed during this time of crisis, I believe, really makes it a unique offering in the leadership space that was developed during a time that we all experienced. It wasn't a human that didn't experience it. And so there are concepts that we bring forward from all the things that we have learned in our life But we haven't experienced anything yet that is unique for such a time as this.
1: Yes. And I'll say, too, I've been through, I've benefited from going through leadership programs and reading, listening and learning from different leadership thought leaders. And uh, I don't think we're saying that this is better. I think it's just different and it speaks to a different kind of need. And I do think you're right. It was developed for such a time as this specifically. This. Crossroads we're at with leadership, where Mm -hmm. we are shedding off the old and embracing the new growth that is needed to really connect with people at a human level.
0: And the return on the investment is huge.
1: So, we've developed a program called Grounded Leadership. And last week, we had the honor, truly the honor, of kicking that off with a client who is sending 14 of their top leaders through this program, including the owners. And that is key. I think if you're, going to, if you're going to invest in leadership, everyone needs to buy in to what this leadership journey is going to be. But we had the thrill of kicking that off. And so quarter one is the first practice of Grounded Leadership. And so really, it's a year-long journey. But what I want to say about Grounded Leadership, it is four key practices of leadership It is not a set of skills that you check off a list like, oh, I've mastered that. There are programs out there for mastering leadership skills, and they are wonderful. There are books and thought leaders who will really help you in those spaces, and we read them and devour that content and learn from it as well. But what we're really talking about is that there is a practice and a rhythm of leadership that doesn't end. And learning that rhythm and that practice will continue to serve you as you grow and help grow teams that truly thrive.
0: What was amazing about seeing these 14 leaders come to the table was experiencing this at the same time. And there is something really powerful about hearing the same message with one another in the same room Mm -hmm. and how they bring forth their stories into what grounded leadership is. We'll just give you a really simple definition, Tara, then I would love for you to unpack what the four practices are. Yeah. Grounded leadership is a comprehensive practice that ensures emotional maturity while encouraging individual growth and building thriving teams. So unpack that, Tara.
1: Yeah. So the four practices we really believe are required for that are ABCD, aware, becoming, connected, and developing. So aware is about self-awareness. What is it like to be on the other side of me? So that's a a question that Jeff Henderson, who is a leader that we listen to, asks, and we love that question. And so self-awareness really is about understanding all of yourself. Do you have an internal self-awareness? Do you really truly know and are you in touch with yourself and who you are and how you show up? we unintentionally will bring our values, our perspectives, our worldviews, our quirks, our strengths, our weaknesses to the table, wherever we go. Are we really in touch and understand what those are so that we know when they are helping us and when they're hindering us? Mm -hmm. And then how does all of that feel to someone else who's experiencing us on the other side? So Mm -hmm. what is the external perception of who we are? Really understanding both sides of that is key. You know, what's interesting in the book, Insight by Dr. Tasha Eurich 95% of us believe we are aware and only 10 to 15% of people truly are. And I have to say, if you're listening and you think, well, I'm one of those 10 to 15%, <laughs> it's interesting with groups that we've worked with, we can ask them at the beginning and then at the end of the aware section. And they typically will knock their score down, recognizing that they truly haven't done the work to understand themselves well. Mm-hmm. I also don't believe that this, that work is ever done. We always have an opportunity because as you have said before, Pamela, we've never done today before. Yes. And the circumstances of today are going to knock us around. And if we aren't grounded in who we are and how we show up and really understand that, we can unintentionally get way off center. And we will have new people come in and out of our
0: life all the time in leadership, whether it's a new employee or whether we are even in a volunteer role. You know, this leadership transfers over into all areas of life. And so when you start that journey of self-awareness and then you invite other people in by asking for feedback and learning how to receive it and how to give it, which is a really key part of, of the AWARE piece. Then in all areas where you are a leader and where you are serving and where you are collaborating, there is the opportunity to mitigate the blind spots because you have been able to see this, to grow in it, to be able to receive that feedback and then collaborate in a way that makes an impact well beyond what you could if you were not Mm self-aware.
1: Yeah. So we build, we start with awareness and that continues to be a golden thread. Again, these are practices. They're not one and done. We don't arrive and you get a certificate. Yay, you've graduated from self-awareness school. <laughs> done with that. Check. Right. <laughs> right. Right. That continues to be something we build on. But then we move into becoming as a practice. And that really is the belief that we are, we have never arrived. We always have opportunity and what are we in this season intentionally practicing and intentionally working on developing in ourselves or in our leadership or in how we show up i love james clear and atomic habits he talks about every action and decision is a vote for the person we're becoming mm. oh so good and that really is the basis that quote really is the basis of of this practice is who are we becoming mm. are you clear about your purpose are you clear about who you want to be and where you want to grow. And then what are we doing about it? Unfortunately, setting an intention isn't enough. We actually have to get real about accountability and putting a plan together for ourselves so that we can show up differently, so that we can practice these skills and these abilities and begin to transform ourselves.
0: And the part, again, of having a team go through this Mm -hmm. is that the discussion can happen. And and as a team start to share stories of discovery, which builds buy-in and builds loyalty. And again, that being seen, heard, and valued, all of that happening at the same time.
1: Absolutely. So we are intentional that the practices of aware and becoming come before connected and developing, which are more others focused. And if you've read Tim Spiker's work, who we both adore. Mm -hmm. Tim Spiker wrote a book called Only Leaders Worth Following. And he talks about being inwardly sound and others focused and aware and becoming really speaks to the practices that help you remain inwardly sound and connected and developing our practices that help you with that others focus. So in connected, it's really to the people that you lead, feel seen, heard and valued. Mm. And do your daily actions help them feel connected to you, to themselves, to each other as a team, mm. to the work that you're doing in purpose? How are you fostering connection intentionally as a leader? And that's the practice that we focus on under Connected. So I would love an
0: example, like a story, perhaps maybe from one of the spaces that you worked an example of what it felt like to maybe not feel connected because, in that space, we sometimes can't define why it is something feels off. Do you have any examples of that?
1: Yeah, I have. I probably have multiple stories, but I'm going to select one from my own leadership failing because I absolutely have stories where I felt unconnected or disconnected or even less than from leaders. But again, We want to be really real that this is also a learning journey for us, right? So I was working in a corporate setting and we were driving really hard for outcomes and results and the pressure was really high. And I had gotten off center. So talking about aware and becoming prior. So what happened for me is I was a leader coming in who believed I was grounded and got off center and stopped really practicing aware and becoming. And what went next was connected. So as I was driving for results, as opposed to really caring for people and making sure people were coming along for that purpose, I received some really tough feedback. Mm -hmm. And in that feedback recognized, um, and it was very humbling, but I recognized once I was able to process through that part of my shortcoming is that the people I was leading did not feel seen, heard, and valued. Mm -hmm. They felt used for the outcome. And as leaders, we frequently sometimes will justify the means for the end. Yeah. And I absolutely was in that space at that time. I was defining success as us crossing a finish line, not how we were doing together as a team or not thinking about whether or not the team wanted (laughs) to be there after we crossed the finish line. (laughs) Right. So I received some really tough feedback that was extremely humbling And it was a huge wake-up call. And I then, without having language for it, went back through the practice of grounding myself as a leader. But the impetus for that was recognizing that my team did not feel seen, heard, and valued. And I needed to be able to show up as a leader who could pause and feel confident enough to connect Mm -hmm. and to make time and space to connect and so there's a lot of practical ways that connection can happen, but that's why aware and becoming come first, yeah. because if we are not grounded, we're going to mess up that connection piece. We're not going to be able to show up in a way. And for other leaders, I know other leaders who jump straight to connect and develop and skip completely over aware and becoming, wow. and they are all about the other person. But again, we will get ourselves off center if we make it too much about one or the other. Mm. And I'm happy to report that I, I mean, one of the people who was working for me at the time, we are still dear friends and continues to stay connected. And I know that that wouldn't be the case if I hadn't received that feedback in a way that changed me and Mm. allowed, I allowed to transform me. But yeah, connection is, is critical. We would have lost, we would have lost the team. But more importantly, I recognized that I, as a leader, was not showing up in a way that made them feel valued. And that was having a ripple effect on their families, on their work satisfaction, on their ability to be creative and produce. Mm. And I was flying blind.
0: Did it have an effect on your family and your friendships and the, your life outside of work as well? Or? Oh, absolutely.
1: I mean, I was so stressed and burnt out that I was miserable. Mm. but didn't want to admit I was miserable. Yeah. And so I've since recognized, actually that feedback was transformative in a lot of ways. And I'm grateful that it happened. It sucked. Mm. It was hard. Yeah. It was humbling and in some ways humiliating, Mm. but I needed the wake up call. But yeah, I I, then as I started to kind of wake up (laughs) and ask, I had friends and family members who said, you seem angry. Oh. And I, I had never been someone who identified as angry in the past. I've since recognized that my anxiety shows up as anger. Mm-hmm. We could do a whole other episode on the anger iceberg, <laughs> and probably and we will. <laughs> yeah, yes. but yeah, I was showing up as angry, and I wasn't connected to myself. I wasn't connected to God, which for me is grounding for me. Yeah. So I wasn't you know, practicing those things that made sure that I was showing up as a healthy leader. So it was showing up everywhere.
0: I love that when we are intentional, that our greatest pain can lead to some of our greatest leadership passions to be able to bring health. And it comes through these stories that when we're vulnerable with them, that they are not wasted. And thank you for sharing that with (laughs) everyone.
1: Yeah. That leads us to the last practice. And that is developing. So after people feel seen, heard, and valued, and you've taken time to build that relationship, Mm -hmm. because that's really about being intentional about the relationship, right? Yeah. Then how are we as leaders showing up in ways that help develop, coach, and inspire progress in the people that we're leading? Each person brings an incredible amount of potential to the table. And are we providing an environment that is safe for them to explore? And to grow. Mm -hmm. And growth is challenging. And so therefore has to be done in a safe environment. If you do not provide an environment that is safe, people are going to hold back and they're not going to be vulnerable enough to grow. Mm -hmm. Pamela, do you have any stories of places where you've either been intentionally developed where people have provided that space or where you've provided that space for others.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go back to a nonprofit experience that I had. So working with In Another Life, music is a great outlet for me and it has been a really wonderful place to play with so many different talented musicians and bringing in different teams. And in developing some music teams at a faith-based organization that I worked with, I rotated in four different bands and people at all different skill levels and those that were just coming in. And sometimes it felt like the new person would hold back a little bit on their instrument or hold back in a certain place that they felt exposed if a mistake was made or, you know, all of it. And so I will just say that many, many times I would give them the freedom. If you are going to play a wrong note, if you're going to come at the wrong time, if whatever it is, it's like, I want to hear it. I don't want any small mistake. I want a big one. I give you permission (laughs) to make a really big mistake because that means that you are fully in and that you are not holding back and and that you are in the moment of what we are doing to try to create an experience. And that just opened up the doorway to creativity and it opened Mm. up the doorway to laughter. And, and, you know, when those times come and they did (laughs) for myself and others, you know, like we celebrated it. And that made the environment completely different It and it also made us better because when we were in the moment, the mistakes that we would have made if we were holding back would have been much more, but the freedom to make a big mistake actually had them come much less often.
1: I hope that helps. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a great practical example of a way that you were creating a culture or environment where learning was safe. Yeah. And that's so important in any creative space. Mm -hmm. And I think the mistake we make in business and in leadership is assuming that the spaces that are productive are not also creative. Uh, Yeah. Every space that we are in, because we as human beings are designed to create. Yes. We have to provide a safe space in order for people to be creative and Mm -hmm. to show up in their best space. Mm -hmm. I know someone who would not describe herself as creative, but she has high discipline and consistency and she's very creative in how she develops routines that produce results Mm -hmm. and her creativity in that area does get blocked if she feels judged or if she feels as if what she brings to the table isn't valued and so it's not just what we think of as traditional creativity Mm -hmm. if you want people to bring the best of their strengths and contribute their best we need to provide that And then above and beyond that, from a practice standpoint with development, are you being intentional with each of your people and how you're going to develop them so that they are continually growing people? And really, this comes from a belief that we have and a core value that we have. We are, as humans, designed to continually grow. And so then it's us meeting a need for people Mm -hmm. and helping them with that. Mm -hmm. But people want a coach. They want people yes. who are going to invest in them and care enough about them to invest in them. Mm-hmm. And that is going to inspire engagement and loyalty. And this is also probably another podcast, but loyalty beyond whether or not they stay with your company. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm talking about more relational, yeah. helping them relationally and, and grow. And it's tough because businesses pragmatically have to ask themselves, can we afford to invest what this would require mm-hmm. to develop the people that we have long-term. I would say you can't afford not to mm-hmm. And short-term. I would say it's not necessarily the an investment of resources, but it is an investment of your time and intention. Yeah. And so do you as a leader understand what it means to show up in a way that is always scanning for opportunities to develop your people as mm-hmm. opposed to opportunities to hit an outcome or hit a mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have just walked through grounded leadership and wow, just hearing
0: it again (laughs) makes me so excited because again, it does speak to us being whole people and all of these aspects of aware and becoming and connected and developing. They go into every area of our life, vocationally, emotionally, physically, relationally. Here we are and we are at different seasons of life. I'm in a different decade of life than you and I'm very aware that physically that there are things that feel more difficult than they did before what I get to show up as is practicing being in this decade mm. and learning how to grow myself and physically in a new way which is different than in another decade But what I also get to do is celebrate the decade that I'm in. And believe me, I would not want to go back at this point. So I I love that this transfers to every area of our life.
1: Yeah, I think the group we were with last week, but also other groups we're working with, what is unique about Grounded Leadership is that it truly meets people where they're at. And so you can have people who are seasoned in leadership Mm -hmm. and have been through multiple leadership programs And they can see progress and see opportunity in the program for themselves. And you can have people who are young, both in age and maybe leadership experience and have an equally large impact. And so it's really developed for people to to make progress from where they are beginning. So we will meet you where you start and then help along the journey. And on that note, we have some amazing resources and tools that help us build a learning journey that isn't just one-and-done training. Mm-hmm. And I just want to speak to that briefly because, and I can get on a soapbox a little bit about one-and-done training. They are wonderful, feel good, and, and for some people, you're taking one nugget and you're putting into practice and it was worth it. But it's not going to transform. One-and-done is unlikely to transform anyone. So you need to create, if you think about a ladder... You can have a ladder that goes up to the roof that has eight rungs, and people have to leap from rung to rung. That's how often we deal with a leadership journey or a learning journey is here's a resource and now leap to the next one. (laughs) So we want to create a ladder that has 50 rungs, Mm -hmm. and you have to take one step at a time to get there. And it does not feel like you're making huge leaps because what happens with programs like that or with expectations like that, or a lack of resources is not everyone's going to leap. Not everyone's going to want to. Some people will fall off the ladder, (laughs) but certainly we're not all going to make it to the top. So we can scale this for the size team and for the resources that they have, both from a budget, from a time and resources standpoint. But we have a learning management system that allows us to create and produce weekly reflections and we have a learning coach who can have ongoing conversations to help the learner on their journey. We're doing one-on-one leadership coaching with everyone in the program. We're matching those people to the coach. We have a couple a handful of coaches. Pamela and I are coaches, but we also have others. And then we have these in-person, we're doing book studies that are relevant to the content. So, we really are very intentional in creating a learning experience. That is going to be more likely to be transformational as long as the learner shows up and wants it.
0: Well, if you have questions, so you can first start out kind of exploring our website at aligntransform.com. But also, please do reach out to Tara at aligntransform.com. All that information will be in the podcast show notes because I believe that this is something that everyone is going to grow from when you can implement some steps of this in your life. And so it comes down to season and timing, and this might be the right timing for you. We
1: would love to talk more. And just a quick note about that. So there are some companies and organizations that are large enough that they can put their own cohort through the program. So we're going to do something that's custom for them. But we also work with a lot of small businesses that They don't have maybe even that many people in their entire company, much less that they want to send through a leadership development program. So we are starting a cohort four organizations that might just have a handful of people to go through that we will kind of pull together multiple people from multiple organizations into a cohort. And that's going to launch in August of 2023. So if you're listening to this, and it's not August yet, <laughs> reach out if you're interested. And we would love to talk about ways to plug you in to that cohort and what that would, what that would, would entail. Come on!